This episode of Fresh and Buds is brought to you by Yorick the Bard. Yes, Yorick the Bard. Yorick is entering the Deathmatch Arena with his brand new single, Wager Tom to Pound Town Control. That song rocks, folks. I really love it. I've been listening to it every day, and I'm so happy that Yorick decided to tap me for a sponsorship on the show. And guess what? The show's pretty awesome because it's starting right now. Fresh. All right, welcome back to episode 130 of Fresh and Buds. I'm your host, Tommy Fresh, and you are all of my buds. And, well, we have a very special guest once again on the show, it is as from Go Again Gaming, from the Living Legends podcast, and from yeah. your local pub. It is as. How are you doing, my friend? I am doing great. A uh, little little peek behind the curtain. Uh, we were supposed to do this yesterday, um, but because of the uh, insane travel arrangements that I had to go through, I had to go from Hartford to Washington, Washington to London, then from London to my town. It was a it was a long haul, and I just wanted to hit the hay after that you know um so we were going to do it yesterday but to the listeners it doesn't really matter i guess because you're, you're hearing it on the same day as you normally would right yeah yeah well hey listen it's, it's like kind of give people the a peek behind the curtain of the podcast magic that we you know we, we throw around <laughs> here uh you know it's just it's that's just the nature of the beast with podcasting with a pretty much global kind of like guest kind of count right like i i i yeah record with you or record people on the west coast or record with people down in australia new zealand yeah. and you know the, the schedules are all over the place so it's like middle of the day for me i had to like stop work and do this and then go back to work <laughs> so it just is what it is you know we're working hard uh check out both of our patreons just so you know that's a great yeah. way to support this nonsense that we do but <clears throat> and nonsense i can say from my side is very much so um <laughs> I didn't. I didn't really like the vlogs I put up recently on my channel. Were were basically just getting getting drunk the whole time. There wasn't really any of the venue. There was snippets here and there of it, but you know, you appeared on that as well of just doing the shots and all this. And I'm sure we'll get to the, the overall time that we all had in Hartford because it's not wasn't just us there. There was a lot of people there, um, and I was happy to meet so many people. Um, and it's all. I'm not sure how many events you get to go to yourself, but. You know, it's it's nice coming from the UK and be and being like, oh, some people recognise you just from talking on the internet. It's very it's very humbling and you know rewarding at the same time. While we do this day in day out, and you know, that's the reason I go uh, just to meet people and you know experience everybody there. You know, no matter what reason they're there for, I'm there for the good times. Um, a lot of people are, but yeah, it was great fun overall. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that is the coolest thing. And, you know, we'll just hop right into Hartford, right? Like, it, it yeah, is yeah. cool to go to events. And, I mean, you yourself coming to America and yeah. being a Brit and people, you know, recognizing you and talking to you. I mean, hey, you were a featured uh, content creator on the SCG Con page. Oh, well, that's, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, uh, it's cool because, like, people will come up and say, hey, like, as what's going on? Or, or time, usually people are like, oh, first modes. I'm like, yeah, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Or, like, I recognize your voice. It's really cool. Now, let's, let's talk about it. Like, how yeah. was your trip to Hartford, you know, and and the United the East Coast of the United States yeah. in general? Yeah, so I chose 
to go to East Coast because of people like yourself, you know, Banish Zone, so many people to name that I haven't met in the flesh and blood yet. Um, I knew Flake was obviously going as well in a sort of leisure-esque capa- capacity, so we could easily catch him there as well. The Realm Games spent a lot of time with their, at their booth and actually got a nice little play map for free. Cheers, Keith. Thanks, mate, for that. Um, but yeah, it was just, it was fantastic. I actually spent a few days in New York prior to Hartford. Um, although Hartford is one of the places I've wanted to go for so long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, such a good place. Um, but um, but yeah, so it was it was it was amazing. But yeah, New York was New York was cool. Um, did a lot of the touristy stuff there, and that's all on the vlog. But went to went to the top of the Rockefeller Center, saw the city from there, caught the subway, made you feel like you were from the area. You know, walked across the Brit the Brooklyn Bridge. Got a giant cat sandwich, which was which was great because I'd been on my feet all day, and I'm just like, where can I go to get, you know, a stack of meat? And uh, this was one of the one of the places that was recommended from multiple YouTube videos that I watched of what to do in NYC. Um, so, yeah, I really enjoyed that part of it. I'd definitely come back to New York uh, with the girlfriend or something later on. Um, but yeah, Hartford was was great, and uh, you know. It was it was a lot of fun just to be there and see everybody that I hadn't seen yet, um, and the flesh and blood was great as well. Didn't play as much as I thought I would because of the evenings that happened prior to going to the events. <laughs> I mean, that um, happens sometimes at these these events. You get excited, you get to meet all these do. people, and you're just like, "Well, I want to, you know, have good times with them." That's right, and that's the whole the whole uh, the whole reason I made that picture of the zero one drop, which featured me and you. <laughs> was just like right okay i lost one game let's just go and you know be happy and do drinks and do this and that so for me that's what it's all about all the time but um but yeah we we can we can speak about the the general events that that were there obviously we had the ravenous rabble events i was basically uh, my mate who couldn't go to this wanted to get a lot of the swag that came with you know the hartford the brute mat the uh, what, what was it called uh show no mercy that's the one show yeah. no mercy he wanted to get his hands on that because he's a big brute guy. Um, he wanted to get all the rabbles, all the promos for all the events, the battle hardened and the calling and all of that. So I, I did partake in every single event while I was there. Um, but, um, but yeah, I didn't really play as much heavy hitters as I, I would have liked. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's just a sick set nonetheless. I really, really do enjoy it. Yeah, it really is. And I, I do want to talk a little bit about it later because yeah, yeah. really so impressed with heavy hitters and, you know, I kind of was like, kind of give like a little like overall scope of, of why, especially the limited is so, so fun, but mm. it was, a, it was a really well run and very popular flesh and blood SCG con, you know, as opposed to some other games that were there. Not that there's anything wrong with those other games being there, but these, a lot of these events, even the side events were almost calling level uh yeah. attendance which is which is awesome i mean the ravenous rabble promo was a huge hit right i think that's mm. that's like a really good proof of concept for what lss should do going forward with these events yeah. like kind of offer these really neat promos i mean it's kind of easy to limit the amount that you can give out like in terms of how many events you do it at but i think that it does get people pretty excited and you know you kind of look at those those cards like Ravenous Rabble, maybe you know, they probably won't do Sink Below but because they've, they've done like that and, and stuff mm. like that in the past. But like there are just cards from Welcome to Wraith and Arcane Rising that people just 
still play because they're staples. And then you just give them a little swaggy version of it. People go nuts. Yeah. So they it, do. Well, look at the look at the sigil of solace from Barcelona. You know, oh, that was yeah. that, that was also like nine hundred players in like one of the events there for that. So. You know, it's you know, it's it's pretty crazy. And I absolutely love the fact that you can you can do these things, and your EV is basically the same by doing it. You know, I'm not very, I'm not a big EV guy, etc. But you know, my mate wanted these rabble rabble uh, these rabble rabble these ravenous rabble promos, <laughs> so he paid for my tickets. But basically, I'm giving him the thing that he wants, uh, as whether he sells them or not. You know, collectors and you know, a lot of people do want that fancy stuff. Um, so you know, if you wanted to move on, you easily could do as well, which is another thing, which is which makes it which makes it worth attending at the very least. Um, so yeah, it's I think more the more the merrier for that side of thing for sure. Yeah, and it was uh, kind of interesting. Like I, I was playing in the calling, which was limited, and I was kind of hanging on by a thread. I could probably make day two. Mm. I was at four and two. And then I lost my third game, which kind of like almost kind of kicked me out. Like I think some X3s made it to day two, but it yeah. kind of kicked me out of contention for day two because I think it was top 64 players. So I like dropped right away and tried to go sign up for another Ravenous <laughs> Ravel promo. And yeah. it was already sold out, which was pretty crazy. Like, you know, wow. with like 45 minutes to go, which I was like, oh, well, I better make sure that I sign up early for the one that was on the Sunday that I ended yeah. up playing in. Now, did you play the battle hard in any CC? I did, yeah, yeah, I did. So I went two and two before I dropped on that. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the first game was against a Leviya, which just absolutely rinsed me, just huge chunks of damage. I didn't have an arrow in my first starting two hands either, Ooh. so there was there was nothing I could really do against that whatsoever. Um, and the thing is, as well, is Leviya surprisingly, well, not surprisingly, she's always had ridiculous armor, which mm -hmm. is. If, if if you have if you've taken so much damage like the first two turns from a Levi game, you can sometimes um, well you can't. That's what I'm saying. You can't get back into it because they can just chuck in the carrion husk, they can chuck in the helmet, now the gloves which block for two, and the scabbies that all block for two. So what's that? Twelve armor on board. Yeah. So as a, as an Azalea player, that is really hard to get past if you've taken those those first two turns off basically because they can just block with the husk. They don't care about the blood debt on that. They'll just continuously chuck huge chunks of damage at you and i just couldn't really do anything to to really come back from that so that was that was a rough that was a rough start but then i got two wins after that one was an azalea mirror Ooh. um and the funny thing is as well this event i uh i tweeted it out recently i said i'm going to bring death dealer and sam scour great bow with this weird list that i was trying out and funnily enough both of my, my both of my wins were with the great bow um the Azalea Mirror, I opted for the I opted for the Sandscour because there's just more selection with that bow. You can look you can look and see at more of your deck and against an Azalea, you want to be the one to hit the red and the ledger first. Because if you do, then your your foot is definitely on the gas. And that seems to have worked. Um and then after that I played against a dash, similar thing, used a great bow because I want to selectively get uh Things like Red and the Ledger, and another another card that doesn't really see much play. It does in Sandscour, but obviously a lot of people are on Death Dealer at the moment. Is Immobilizing Shot, mm. which is like which is like a, a mini Red and the Ledger, which has to have the aim counter on it for it to work. But luckily, Sandscour puts it on there when you activate Azalea or put it on put it in from the top of your deck. So that was also really good against Dash. Um, and uh, Dash is a hard one as well because I, I imagine this is probably what's going to happen with a lot of the heroes going forward. Is when you sit down against a dash, you don't know what type of dash it's going to be. Yeah. Um, so 
that, that, that that's one thing I've I've discussed a lot a lot of in the past is you're going to have a lot of hero ways to play each hero soon with the with the more the card the card pool expands. Uh, but luckily this was an aggro dash, so I just managed to find the right things with Sandscour to to kill that game off. Um, and then I'm just reeling out my matchups because yeah. I, I went to, went two and two, so I might as well. And then the last game was against Dromai, who managed to do a rake the embers turn one for three ash wings, and then another rake the embers the turn after for six ash wings. Azalea doesn't want to target those ash wings. Didn't see the poppers when I needed to to sort of close off the chain, so a lot of damage leaked through. Um, and when I had the ability to potentially get into a game with a dominated Red in the Ledger or dominated Sleep Dart. They had things like sand cover in the mm. arsenal, followed followed by a bloody sink below from hand. So that was all blocked out. Um, so, yeah, Dromai's harder anyway. But yeah, it's two and two. I'm happy happy with that to drop and then go play some other things. Uh, but that's how that's how it went. Yeah, uh, in general. I mean, CC is kind of like the wild west right now. It kind of yeah. looks like it's it's a brute meta, which is I mean, uh, who who would have thought? As one, if yeah. you told me a year ago we'd have a brute meta, I would have said, "As you crazy, get off this podcast!" Absolutely, uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah. it looks like I mean, Yuki had a great day at the Battle Harden. I believe going just undefeated with KO. Which, yeah, that's right. Eleven zero. Yeah, eleven zero. Crazy mm. wins. Obviously, Yuki is one of the best she's the terminator basically you know i watching her play is is so impressive now Mm. uh you know i would have thought that maybe levi would have been the better brute but kale really is something that is just so powerful like and Mm. and cast bones is a it's a real hell of a drug dirty card (laughs) i mean let's talk about this uh Yuki goes 11-0 at the Battle Harden with KO, right? In the calling, I forget who did it, but there was a player who had a seal pool with KO that went undefeated. I think it was 27 virtual sixes, so fives and sixes in the deck, two cast bones, one of them rainbow foil, and then one miss, I believe. And, I mean, clearly went... uh, 8 0 or whatever it was that day. Like, I mean, that's insane. Now, I heard that uh, that person got deck checked quite a bit and the judge was called, but it was real. I mean, it it is possible, but it's amazing that it would happen at a calling. So you like almost guarantee day two. Uh, But KO's crazy. KO's crazy. But I I, I like KO. You know why, As? What was that? KO gets buffed power and attack. And gets go again a lot, and that triggers all my Riptide traps. So you know, I I like to to kind of <laughs> mess around with that. So I'm, I'm I was looking at Reinar for a minute, you know, for the new CC meta. Now I'm like maybe maybe I step back if maybe Victor's not that that popular because Riptide's really tough into Victor. Victor's yeah. annoying. Let's let's just say it. let's put it out there. Victor annoying. I mean, his, I heard his face. I heard. Yeah. Just that punchable face. And I love the I love I love the fact that the artist that did Victor as well was given that brief. That's fantastic. Just give it get a punchable face. There we are then. That's all we need to work with. Um but um but yeah, that was really was really cool. Did you play did you play much CC that weekend or I only played one CC event. I played the Rabble one on Sunday. I was going to play the Battle Harden, but I had not really tested enough and I I, I felt like I could get more enjoyment out of playing uh the 9 a.m sealed that day and then playing the the classic constructed 
uh, Rabble event. And I ended up going 3-0 in the Rabble event. Now, um, I did pair into three of my best matchups with Riptide, which was Viscerai, Katsu, yeah. and then Phi. So, you know, I mean, I, <laughs> nice. I, I would like to continue to run into those, but uh, I think Guardians will be popping up. But, hey, we'll take the Brutes too. But CC is in an interesting place. I'm, I'm really interested to see where it goes from here. This was the first big weekend, or the, actually it was the first weekend of, of Classic Instructed. So, yeah, who really knows? Now, as I do want to talk to you about some of your favorite cards from heavy hitters. We we've had yeah. arguably two weeks with the, the set, you know, pre-releases and, and, and uh, this past weekend, the release weekend. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about your fresh faves for heavy hitters. First of all, Sounds good. who's your favorite hero of the set? Favorite hero is hands down uh, Olympia. Um, I mean, you know me, I'm attracted to heroes that are not necessarily slam dunks for and you know, nobody's fig- really figured it out yet um but for for me it's a lot on the aesthetics and a lot on the way the hero looks and that's great you know the more heroes that come out the more people can identify with these heroes and and play them and maybe if you're just a one trick pony like me you know i don't play azalea really well but i know her in and out to a certain degree but you know if there's a, if there's another hero that comes into this set and and's like oh okay i might want to play that that's that's really really good the more sort of weird and wonderful and wacky heroes and cultures they can draw from the better because i was always a huge sort of sword and sandal epic movie guy you know like 10 years ago 20 years ago 2000s like gladiator and troy and this guy just reminds me of achilles basically because he's got that sort of you know that 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 uh, horse hair hat on um and uh yeah I, i just i was just really really drew to that aesthetic you know 300 those sorts of things um, so yeah, I'm very much an aesthetic guy who chooses the heroes that I like the look of, and I can really envision myself in their shoes. Um, well, you know, I, I would try; I'd love to look like Olympia, <laughs> to be honest, but that's going to be a tough ask. Um, <laughs> well, we might have to drink a little bit less if we want to look like drink that. a little bit less. That's right. Yeah, uh, those what, what, what were those drinks we were doing? Those those uh, those oh, whiskeys. We were just doing beers and shots. You know, we were Jameson and, yeah. and the Guinness. I, you know, when. It, I, I I work in craft beer and I like a good craft beer, but if I'm in a bar, I don't really know. I just go to an old standard, whether it's like a Rolling Rock or like a Guinness or something like that. And, uh, you know, Jameson, you know, you know, it, I just, I can't help myself. Uh, but it, those are fun. Those are very fun. That's, I mean, you could see a nice uh, video on Az's channel of us doing those. You can, yeah. yeah. It's a good, a good 10 minutes of debauchery at the end there of the second one, but... Yeah, go and check it out when you got the chance. But yeah, Olympia is is uh, my favourite. I'm also thinking that um, obviously Olympia has a lot of gold generation, um, and you know gold draws you cards for two for two resources or two energy, whatever they call it now. Um, but um, I want to do I want to try out a lot of the vigor stuff because if you're if you've got a lot of vigor at the start of your turn, what does that mean? That means you can draw a card for nothing. Mm-hmm. If you've got if you've got two vigor at the start of your turn and a gold, you can just crack that gold and draw a card. So you could potentially be running quite a lot of cards. Could be copium, but I I know I love the I love the the sort of idea of having these floating resources at the start of your turn, whether that's from vigor or the grains of blood spill, to then be able to draw a card for free off of the gold. Um so uh so yeah I just I love the I love the fact as well that a lot of these cards, we'll go, we'll go into other cards in a bit, but a lot of these cards, the theme and the flavor of wagering is just so warrior. And I've loved warrior for the longest time, um, but um, this just really pushed me over the edge with the aesthetic, as I said. 
So I think I think I'm going to be making some form of Olympia deck going forward. So uh, that's my answer for that, at least. Yeah, I mean, hey, listen, I'm on the same page with you. I think Olympia is so cool and, and certainly not quite figured out, right? <laughs> like <Yeah>. you said. <laughs> yeah. And I've been testing some stuff and, and I'm like, the math is there, right? Like this, this is all working, but it's just mm. maybe not powerful enough yet. Maybe uh, yeah. another wager card or perhaps a, a gold payoff that isn't just cash in right now, but we will see. Yeah. Now, cool thing about this set is we got a decent amount of weapons. Oh, gotcha. uh, more so yeah. than usual. What was your favorite weapon? Favorite weapon, actually. So um, Living Legends podcast, which I did recently, we did our top five favorite cards. And my favorite card of the entire set was a weapon, actually. Oh. And it was it was Hot Streak. Uh, I just yeah. I, I just absolutely love the duality of that card. You know, I don't know whether the way I'm thinking about it works competitively, but I just love the design space that it's in. Um, so I'll just read it out quickly. So it's once per turn action, pay one, attack, warrior weapon, one-handed sword, attacks for two. So one resource for two damage. But it says, when this is defended by one or more attack action cards, hot streaks attacks get go again this turn, which is just pretty pretty sick because it just gives you that that sort of mind game where if you're attacking, if you're attacking with it and they choose not to block, it's not going to get the go again. But what can you do then on that angle? You can pump it massively with attack reactions and force some damage through. If, if you, if, if they do block with an attack action card, not only are you hemorrhaging their own attacks from their own deck, forcing them to block with block it, but then they have to worry about what the follow-up's going to be after that. So you can go down the bluff route. You can go down the wager route. You can go down so many routes with it. And again, I'm not a massively competitive player, but I just love the space that that operates in, basically. Um, so yeah, it was my number one card of of the set. Um, so uh, so yeah. What it's, about you? What do you what do you like? Oh well, Hot Streak is awesome. I, I think there's so much potential with that card, and it's good. You're gonna see it in Warrior decks for the rest of this game's life cycle, right? Yep. <laughs> um, unless is it Olympia's uh, signature weapon? I'm not sure. I forget what Olympia's was, uh, but. You know, I guess it could go away if, if Olympia gets LL. If that is the case, I'm not sure. But uh, mm. Hot Streak's really cool, but I'm a Ball Breaker fan. I think that card oh, is yeah. awesome. Uh, my Reinhardt deck's running one claw, one Ball Breaker. I'm, I'm breaking balls as. I mean, like, you know, I'm going <laughs> I'm going so, ham. Some, some of those naming conventions were interesting, weren't they? And everyone, <laughs> everyone fell in love with it. You know, the Ball Breakers and the Mini Meat Axes and the Raw Meat and, yeah. you know... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it was um, Pound Town. I mean, like, come on now. Pound Town. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. It, high, but, high Riser. I mean, come on now. High Riser. Oh, Jeez. I mean, there's some crazy stuff going on. I mean, even Hot Streak in a little bit, in, in a little That's bit right. of a way. But Ball Breaker is just like you get like this kind of incremental value throughout the game, especially. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking more Levia and Reinar here, uh, specifically Reinar, where you can just get more damage throughout the game that isn't a claw, right? I think just being able to build that up and having the access to build, uh, agility tokens, you don't yeah. need two claws anymore, which is which is so cool and actually gives a lot of hope for the future when we lose claws, when KO gets LL because KO is so good. She's so good. It hits like an absolute truck. <laughs> yeah, it really um, does. So I, I'm a big fan of uh, Ball Breaker. Now, equipment. You mentioned one that I really like. Uh, is that your favorite, the uh, Grains of Blood Spill? Yeah, I think so, because Warrior tends to have a lot of blues, and sometimes when I've played, again, I haven't really played too much Warrior because I've loved Azalea for the last two years, but 
when as I think warriors in general like to have a lot of blues, so to do something with you know the, the remainder of the blues that you haven't used because maybe you just don't want to use them because you bluffed through another attack somewhere else or you got a result that uh, you know you got a block or some form of other result that didn't want you didn't want to spend those resources. Now you can just pump the rest of those resources that you didn't use into this and then get vigor as an Olympia thinker because I obviously love an Olympia. I've said it earlier on today. You know that can translate into just utter card draw on your next turn if you just pump that into the gold um so yeah i really really do like it just giving just giving the warrior the extra things to do with the resources because they tend to run a lot of blues is um is is just pretty sick to be honest and it looks awesome as well Izuadi is uh is a fantastic artist so uh, that also helps my decision a little bit <laughs> yeah. um <laughs> yeah i mean i have to agree with you i think uh grains of blood spills so good and just i mean you mentioned the the upside of like oh being able to draw extra cards in olympia i think just mm. in general i'm i'm good with kicking resources down the road i think that's just oh yeah just like such a uh good value play and like you you, you can even just block out and still swing with a sword it's pretty uh pretty awesome so yeah the, the card and it's beautiful that is, is a beautiful card i need to open yeah, it because i do want to play with it but uh <laughs> finally yeah as what's your favorite uh run of the mill card of the set your your non-attack actions your attack actions reactions or we didn't get any defense reactions we got blocks they got we got those blocks in and instants didn't we yeah. yeah mainly um and uh i would say again going on the warrior train my sort of my favorite cards of this set it, again it's more from a thematic sort of flavor is the cards that say um you can only do this if an attack action card is defending. There seems to be a lot of those cards in Warrior that say that give you the extra thing, or you can only do it when the attack action card is defending. I love, I just love the the flavor and the theme of that because you basically want to be as a warrior, you want to be in combat, you want to be engaged. There's a lot of engagements in this, like fatal engagement and agile engagement, vigorous engagement. You want to be engaged in combat with the other player. So if they're blocking with attacks that means that you can then get loads of extra value out of the fact that they are blocking with attacks. And I just love that. I love that sort of theme and flavor of it. Um, so yeah, anything that says, put this, you know, play this only if an attack action card has been defending this chain link, target attack gets plus four, five, three with fatal engagement, agile engagement, vigorous engagement. I just love all of those cards because just because I love the theme and flavor of it. I don't know how good they will be, but that's, that's my, that's my pick for the, the, uh, the mechanics I'd say. Yeah, I mean, that is, it, it makes blocking really hard, right? You're just like, oh, exactly. do, do I care about the agility? Do I care about the, the vigor? And we're going to talk about the mechanics a bit in general, too, like how mm. kind of brilliant they are, and, and especially for gameplay. Um, Yeah, but those cards are awesome. And I got to say, I tweeted about my favorite card of the set, or my early favorite card of the set already, but that's up the ante, I think. Oh yeah, that's that good. card is nailing it on power level, um, yeah. well, art. I I love the art. I also love that it feels like you're doing the thing, and we, the flesh mm -hmm. and blood is pretty good at that um, as well. But like, yeah. it feels like, yeah, I'm I'm up in the I am upping the ante. I was like, look at all these things I want to like, you know, throw onto this attack. It just feels so good. I feel it feels terrible when you get it played against oh, yeah. you <laughs> but yeah it's like, it's like the ultimate it's like the ultimate card for just bluffing your way through the damage isn't it you know it's just you get so much out of it it's, it's crazy um that's actually reminded me of another thing that happened this weekend i played a um a red down but not out i set it oh. up perfectly 
it was one of those one of those cards as well that uh, I would say probably one of my favourites because I played it very well against uh, against uh, against a guy um, where he was he had a lot of the pressure on me, but I was just continuously blocking, knowing that this down but not out was in my arsenal. So when I did, you know, when I was allowed to play it, he was just like, "Oh god damn, here it comes!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it has because it have has overpower, eight damage, and then you get all the things, which then just keeps you on that tempo train after you play it. So. I think that's another, you know, really, really sort of amazing piece of design space because it's generic as well. Any hero can use it. I don't know whether anybody would want, you know, all heroes would want to use it, but it gives you an option to, you know, if you're on the defensive, you can set this up and let these little things go uh, and then play it, which then swings it all back round to you. I think it's more of a limited thing, to be honest, but I, I just I just loved the experience that I had with that card, the red one, at least. Um, so, yeah, that, that's another high pick or favorite card i would say yeah the blue uh, looks like it could maybe find its way into some decks um it's funny enough yeah. during the weekend i had multiple opponents play it and then forget that they didn't have less life or forget that mm -hmm. they didn't have less equipment or forgot that they didn't have less tokens it is a very hard card like there's so many checks on that card but when it yeah when you hit it's pretty great now it is, oh, it's great yeah let's talk about heavy hitters i think mm -hmm. this this set is a early favorite for mine right like for for something that i love the limited gameplay i love what they're doing for constructed and i'm overall impressed with the entire vibe the only the only thing that i think we could probably both agree and this is something that came up when kale from dead summer art was on the show as well we have a little bit of lack of lore here but uh, yeah, a lot a of the bit. cards are telling a great story we just want to actually get that story now what, what's yeah. your overall like you know airplane view of this set right now i think it's i think it's absolutely fantastic i think it's probably the best limited environment i've ever played in personally um it's uh every deck feels like they have agency over something else whether it's overpower through betsy or attack reactions through warrior or just outright ruck value from the brutes uh i think reinar's one of the only ones that doesn't feel as good in limited because you have to have all the intimidate stuff uh i imagine i've, I've I never really sort of when i opened my pools this uh, last weekend i didn't really see myself gravitating towards reinar when you can just have you know if you have a, if you have a like a very very sort of average pool you're normally just doing the ko thing because of how much value you get out of it and you know beat chest and all those mechanics so i don't i'd say that reinar in in limited isn't great i don't know what your experience is with that or what your take is with that but that's what i get out of it but i'm not a brute player so i wouldn't really wouldn't really know but that's the feeling i got from it at least so reinar is interesting because sealed is very tough for reinar i think because yeah yeah like you said it's kind of mm. hard to ignore the the blue fives and the yellow fives that you that just make your pull a little bit better with KO. Now I will yeah. say in in the drafts I've done, I think that Reinar, you oh, know, yeah. is is pretty insane. I mean, Reinar's doing the the most broken stuff out of all the heroes, I think, with mm -hmm. Intimidate. It's a, it's a it's a broken not broken, but it is a very powerful mechanic, and should be kind of uh, held. To a barrier of entry, I think for for yeah, yeah. for a format like so. this. So yeah, it's just it's quite non-interactive, isn't it? I guess. Whereas everything else that's being done in this set is pretty interactive in the spaces that it operates in. Whereas that is just right. I am intimidate. You've got no choice. You just balance your card face down, face up, whatever. Um, yeah, I think I. It was yeah. funny enough. I was playing uh, a draft after 
pre-release <clears throat> at LGS Gilded Raven. Shout out Gilded Raven. Um, <laughs> and I was playing against Yangji. Yangji. Um, and he... And I beat him with Reinar. I had a pretty cracked Reinar draft deck. And he yeah. said... We were just trying to figure out the format. And and he just says, oh. So Reinar is the combo deck of, of the format, right? You know, you, you <laughs> get these like really good cards and you can kind of intimidate their whole hand and go wild ride into wild ride into ball breaker or wild ride into something else and they can't do anything about it and you know uh it's it's pretty interesting but yeah i think you're right ko is kind of like the you know in just, sealed at least anyway but yeah i think you yeah, definitely got an argument for draft but i haven't really i haven't played any draft this yet it's only been sealed for me personally but yeah i can definitely see that yeah so but like i think you're right brutes really just <laughs> slamming down damage uh, warriors having the the cool interactions with weapons and and even like the the kind of wager stuff going on and then and then your guardians uh, which can be tough to build but if you get the right pull seem very strong as well and yeah. it's kind of interesting to see like cards like big bop and uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> bigger massive, than big you know? massive setup cards yeah they were they're pretty vile I didn't I wasn't I didn't face anything like that on the weekend. Uh, Luckily, but yeah, those are those are huge, especially if you get one turn one. Those other those other cards as well, like the um, uh, I can't remember what they're called off the top of my head, but you discard them and then you get the token that matches what it is. Oh, uh, the wind ups, wind ups, yeah, those are ridiculous as well. Turn one to really set up your next turn as well. Um, so the, those are those are great, but um, yeah, loads of loads of great stuff coming out of this set, and obviously this impacting constructed also because of what we saw with the battle hardened. So it'd be interesting to see what people grew from this moment on to really combat the truck that is KO, clearly. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll see what happens with that. Well, kind of funny that you bring up a pretty interesting thing that I noticed over the weekend as well. It's like yeah. the things like the wind-ups and the, uh, like the setup cards like Big Bop or even like uh, Starting Stake, uh, the thing that makes a gold if you don't have a gold. All of a sudden, mm-hmm. like going second doesn't always it's, it's like a real risk sometimes. Like you normally going yeah. second's pretty safe, but I think oftentimes that it could be pretty good. I mean, you also have things like uh Smashback, Alehorn, and that that um uh yep. what do you, that cycle for the Warriors and Guardians. So you can kind of set up these tokens that pop on the next turn. So like going yep. going first might be the right choice in this format, which we haven't really seen a lot of. Well, yeah, I'm just reading the document here, and I think two blocks, yay or nay, is the next thing that comes up. Oh, yeah. uh, and I, w- I would say for, for that exact reason that going first is pretty good, because if they have all those sort of... Pa- uh, sorry, yeah, going first is good, because if they have those power cards in hand, you are probably going to leak damage, because they might not want to block with those cards that they've got. And, you know, if, if, if they do have to block, then they're not blocking efficiently, because they're all, they're all twos. A lot of the good ones are two blocks, I think. Or setup ones at least, like the smashback L horns and that cycle are all two, aren't they? Mm, yeah. Um so so yeah, yeah, I definitely agree with that. Um I liked I like two blocks. Um I like the fact that well, in the past I haven't really obviously played a lot of rangers, a lot of two blocks there, but in this particular format, um I think it makes blocking a lot more a lot more engaging to try and cover those breakpoints. You have to then really, really think about what your blocks are and what you can crack back on the next turn. So I do think Two blocks have a good place in this sort of in this sort of you know heavy hitting format where it's just big attacks and big large numbers. Um, so I, I would definitely say it's a I would definitely say it's a good thing to a certain degree to have a lot more two blocks because then you're 
because then you're again you're forced to block with attacks as well which are obviously threes most of the time you have to block with your attacks which then they're destroyed they go to the graveyard so you can't actually use that attack again most of the time so it just it just makes it a lot more interesting where you choose to block with attacks and again the warrior cards that say if you block with an attack it gets extra value there's a lot of cascading things that work as a result of that so yeah i definitely think twos twos are good yeah it was kind of interesting the one common thing i would hear like throughout the weekend (laughs) was like God, there's so many two blocks in the set. Come on, why yeah. are they doing this? Well, it's like that's the point, right? Like that, we, yeah. you know, there, there's, it, we're creating a real cost to like blocking and not mm-hmm. like not a cost to blocking, but a cost to power in a card by having less block value. As yep. as a ranger player yourself and a brute player myself, I understand that anyway, right? Like, I, yeah, some brute cards just don't block at all, and exactly, yeah, and it's kind of interesting to see. You know, uh, people kind of feel that, right? And and then it also it makes you evaluate cards a little bit differently because you're like, well, this card isn't great, right? But it blocks three. Exactly. So I think that's and another thing. Yeah, yeah. Another, another thing that balances it out as well is that there's a lot of equipment in this set. So mm-hmm. you normally, I think, every seal pool I had access to this weekend, how I had a full set of equipment in it. Um, so you do have those uh, those conditional blocks on those equipments that can sometimes block for the two or the one that you need because you've got the token out. So again, that also makes that also makes all of that design space just better because if you have the tokens out, you know you can then block more efficiently on the turn when you're getting attacked back, etc. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's also another thing to consider as well. There's a lot more armor um, that you can use in here, even the ones that are really ultimately designed for UPF still block one because you still have the you know the opposing hero that's on more life than you you can still leverage that a little bit mm-hmm. with a two block to block a three or whatever so there's always that as well to to think about it feels like old school <laughs> flesh and blood when we had to think about our Arcanite skull caps <laughs> okay. oh yeah. yeah um yeah I mean I think the two blocks were it, it's really cool how they kind of leverage them to kind of create that interesting combat math for for the set now uh i want to get your take on the two major mechanics wager and clash now wager so first of all uh first time we saw wager in a way was swing big right um but not yeah. really <laughs> pretty, yeah right, pretty much um wagers is so interesting i love the that you get a choice you don't yeah. have to wager and but you can no. also be like hey take it or don't or or you can get the thing and you know, when you're wagering like agility, what are they even going to do with that half the time? You know, so uh, what's your take on wager? Do you like it? Is it is it too swingy or is it just swingy enough? I think it's just swingy enough. I think it gives warriors, uh, especially the you know the what the Olympia that cares about wager. This is another conversation entirely with regards to whether printing heroes like this with mechanics to only matter from the set that they're in is is that a good or a bad thing? Because Olympia obviously cares about wager cards but are we what are we going to see now are we ever going to see wager cards again and if so where are they going to appear because james said that um <clears throat> there is a card there is a card available for olympia that's coming that's a gold payoff but we have to wait for that and then after that what happens then yeah. you know i i do have yeah i do have some 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 negative thoughts on uh, mechanics that are unique to the certain set and the certain set only because when are you going to see those cards be printed again you've only got one product to use them in basically um so but yeah i mean it's it's one of the things that i want to ask brian 
um, when he comes on, how you sort of, you know, sort of balance that. Because, again, you're not going to be able to use these cards. You're not going to be able to use any other cards from other sets because then they're not going to have wager in them. So you'll have, you have to work with what you've got for the longest time, like Betsy and, um, and Olympia. You're not going to see much wager at all going forward. So it's a quite a hard thing to balance, I think, pr- printing new heroes with mechanics from that set and that set only. Um, that is tough. But, that's, yeah. something, that's something that I didn't even think about, right? Especially, like, mostly thinking about Olympia. Bet- yeah. Betsy seems to have, I mean, the the chapeau kind of puts Betsy in a great position to True. kind of yeah. continue to wager. And may- mm. maybe, maybe you don't need to print a lot of wager for Olympia if you print the gold payoffs, but you still need to kind of, like, Get, give him good enough wagers like up the ante is excellent but the rest yeah. of the cards are, are good but like not the best so i'm interested i guess expansion yeah. slots are just where 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 it's all going to be and and yeah. uh, you know I'm, I'm i'm not really sure but yeah that's a great point now what about clash clash is an interesting one i mean it, it kind of harks yeah. to the old um, magic the gathering mechanic but you know, they put it on on blocking, which was kind of cool, right? You know, mm-hmm. like, hey, I'm 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 trying to defend. Let's see if I'm better than you. If let's see if I'm stronger than you. If I'm stronger than you, I'm going to get a little bit of an edge here. So, what was your thought on clash? Yeah, I think it's I think it's a pretty fun mechanic, but again, I don't know if it's going to have if it's going to have much relevance in. Well, I don't know how much relevance it's going to have. We haven't seen. Do we see any victors? And in the top eight, the battle hardened. There wasn't, was there? No, but there was one playing to get into the top eight. I believe they lost. But the the deck, yeah. the deck is good. I, you know, from what I've heard, it's a good guardian deck. Goldim, I've heard it. I heard it being called. <laughs> he's he's back. Goldim, here we go. Um, but um, yeah, I think it's I think it's a cool mechanic. But uh, I'm not really good at evaluating the, the the value that you can get off of a clash. Um, so I wouldn't I wouldn't know to be honest. I'm not really much of a guardian player apart from just dominating huge attacks with Bravo. I lo- love doing that, obviously. But um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I think it's uh, I think it's I think it's I think it's a cool little cute mechanic. But um, haven't seen haven't seen enough of it to really make a judgment on it to be honest. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. I think Bru- uh, so. Brute and Guardian will, will be using it the most. Obviously, I th- I mean, we got a generic one that clashes, but we'll see if that really even makes a splash in any other kind of yeah. class deck. But, you know, but you got to sideboard some of that out, right? I, I know that Yuki was playing some clash in the KO deck. Um, I think it was clash with Might or maybe Agility. Oh, yeah. I forget the yellow. Um, in the sideboard, right? You got to board that out against guardians and stuff like that. The cool thing about it is it gives you some information, especially in limited, like you clash and then you know, it's on top. If you're playing like bear fangs or wild ride so that you can kind of mitigate some kind of risk there. Yeah. I didn't think, I didn't think about that. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's another thing as well that I think they're looking to try and explore more of is the the information side of it because like the seduce secrets oh, yeah. card for, for instance you know that you just look at your opponent's hand and then you draw a card if he's played from arsenal if i remember correctly um or something like that but um yeah i think information getting information out of out of someone is also could actually uh, you know acquire a lot of value because you know what you're going to be getting hit back with on the next turn so therefore that allows you to construct your turn if you can somehow look at the opponent's hand to know what they're coming back with especially if you're one of these people that can calculate the point for point value on each card and all of this (laughs) um 
I think the uh, I think that information side of things. Uh, if there was a hero that allowed that allowed you to look at, well, there is there's Arachne, but I'm talking about the hand. You know, with mm-hmm. the crackback turn. If there was something that allowed you to look at the hand more often, um, that could be quite cool. But um, yeah, I can definitely see them trying to do more things with revealing information. But I just don't know how good it is, unfortunately. Yeah, and I think you know one thing that I did notice, at least in the limited sphere with this that mechanic was it was kind of cool to clash and then be able to make a decision on my turn whether i should crack the gold or not because if i'm not going to draw another blue i'm not going to really get a lot of great value but yeah you know so there there's some it it, kind of all worked which was really nice and i think that's like kind of the genius of of heavy hitters here but yeah the more you talk about it the more things that goes for it like exactly what you said there you know what your card's going to be so if you can crack your gold pitching a blue you know you're going to draw that red on top with one floating so you know you're going to be able to do you know a bit more with your turn yeah um and again that's why revealing information is so good so yeah that's a good good idea good point as well yeah yeah well i mean to wrap it wrap it up with heavy hitters i i, I think mm. it, we i think we both agree it's a lot of fun uh, I, yeah. I'm, I'm really excited to draft it more for sure. The sealed has been great sealed. We don't get a lot of great sealed formats of flesh and blood. So pretty no. happy with this one. And yeah, a lot of people, a lot of people were running piles back oh. in outside outsiders days, weren't they? We didn't, I didn't really see that too much here, you know? No. So that's good to know that people are trimming the fat in their decks and really just going for the optimal side of it rather than just, yeah, this is my pile. I'm going to present my pile and hopefully I can fatigue you and all that. So, and like techlo fatigue and all that mm-hmm. garbage you know, does, doesn't exist in, in this from what I've experienced at least. So, yeah, no, yeah. not at all. Um, I mean, some, some things can fatigue. I mean, I guess like Olympia could do it, but like even then, you're just playing like some really probably bad two blocks. So it's, it makes it like pretty hard. So, yeah. Um, now, we do have listener questions because obviously you are well loved in the community and, and people look forward to you coming back on. Cheers, Buds. Uh, the Buds Discord is the best place to hang out and also submit listener questions for the show for any future guests, mm-hmm. uh, which I'm sure as will be a future guest as well as today's guest. Um, yeah. And uh, let's start off with uh, Azor, who mm-hmm. obviously you know hangs out in both of our Discords. Um, Doesn't date, yeah. Simply writes 42 question mark. Coffee? Question mark. <laughs> I keep forgetting what this forty-two thing means. I think I, I, it's, I know it's an internet thing, but I always forget what it means. Um, it's a but... Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Wasn't that like the answer to the meaning of life or something like that? Was uh, forty-two, and then nobody knew what that meant. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. Well, the meaning of life. Yeah, absolutely. Coffee is probably the meaning of life. If that's the follow-up question, but <laughs> I didn't actually have I didn't actually have much coffee at all when I was in uh, the states, to be honest, because I was drinking so much that I just needed water the next mm. day. Um, so I spent way too much money in the convention center on those tiny little bottles. Oh yeah. Uh, so yeah, I should have just brought a, a big. I'm not sure if there was a place you could fill up your water bottle in the venue, though, was there? There was. There uh, was a water fountain over by the women's bathroom. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> so I could have saved like $30 maybe because those bottles of water were like two quid. And every time I asked, oh, can I have a bottle of water, please? They was like, huh? What did you say? <laughs> <laughs> a bottle of water, please. I should have just, just, just pretended. I should have just been like, oh, I'll have a bottle of water, please. Bottle and of then, water? <laughs> <laughs> that would have worked, but every, every time they were just like, huh? <laughs> what, what did you say, you big dumb brute, basically? Well, well it's kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Sometimes when I'm uh, away from 
like New Jersey, the Philly area. And I, cause sometimes it'll slip out cause people around the South Jersey, Philly area will go call water, not water. And water. I'll say, yeah. Oh, can I get some, some water? And like, I remember I was in Kentucky yeah, yeah. last fall and, and somebody's like, what? <laughs> and I was like, well, <laughs> water. I'm sorry. Water. <laughs> uh, oh, brilliant. Next comes from Greg. <laughs> Mm-hmm. AKA Dark Prentice, who we got to hang out with this weekend, of course. We did. Yeah, we did. Yeah. I'd love to know what type of citrus fruit is Haz's favorite to eat. Do you want to explain this story? Yeah. So um so basically we're in Bear's Smokehouse Barbecue, which is like um like this this restaurant smokehouse close to the venue. We all went there for drinks and food after the day had concluded. I think it was Friday night, wasn't it? um bear smokehouse so we all went there for some for some drinks and, and some food and i thought i had ordered food with everybody else um but when everyone started eating like there, there i was with no plate and i thought you know what what can i eat that's you know just hanging around here and you know the, the, the little sort of tumbler glasses come with the the lemons on the side of them like a little mm-hmm. thing like this so i was just like oh, i'll just have that just <clears throat> bit down on it um and uh and yeah it was it was quite nice sometimes i do do it you know when, when i'm pissed sometimes i do eat the uh the condiments that come in the drinks just because it sort of sobers you up a little bit there's very zesty very fresh um so uh so yeah the favorite thing that i like to eat it wasn't captured on gopro unfortunately um a lot of stuff was but not the uh the consumption of lemons was not on there um but um but yeah citrus fruit lemons that is what i love to eat um well, it was captured in all of our minds uh, exactly. When you did it, because you, he's he didn't just have the, he ate the whole thing, rind and all, rind and, and all, yeah. Right. And yeah. I kept saying, you you can order some food, so you're allowed to. He's like, you know, <laughs> oh, you know, oh, I'm I'm good, I'm good. And I'm just like, oh, I don't, <laughs> I hope you are. I don't know how I survived that night, to be honest, because I went out with Logan afterwards, and we were mm. up, we were up till three a.m. You oh. know, um, at some sort of Irish. Irish pub, and I was operating on zero food whatsoever. So I was, I don't know how I managed to, 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 to sort of survive that night. But there we go. There we go. I'm used to it, I guess. <laughs> uh, Sigma asked uh, a couple different questions. Did chaos yeah. land, or, or did chaos, oh, chaos, maybe. Chaos. Yeah. Chaos landed at the Hartford as it should. Did you yep. end up at uh, a metal bar any of the nights? Mm-hmm. And is Tommy your long lost Riptide Ranger brother? So Tommy is definitely my long lost uh, Riptide Ranger brother, but just brother in general. Um, <laughs> so um, it was great to hang out with you, mate. Uh, yeah. It was really, really nice. And uh, you'll definitely do it again at some point. Um, Chaos did land in Hartford, as it should. Uh, the vlog is definitely living proof of that. Um, uh, Sigma was one of the one of the one of the chaps I went out with in Barcelona as well. He actually came out to a metal bar in Barcelona um, and uh, he got on it fairly well you know could hold his drink fairly well um so we had a good night there as well um but we didn't end up in any metal bars this time i think i don't think there were any in hartford unfortunately i think that's more of a new york city thing i was speaking to bryn when i was in new york city i was like oh, is there any metal bars around and she had loads of good suggestions to go to so maybe next time in, in i'm in nyc rather than the beautiful and picturesque hartford <laughs> um we'll end up at a metal bar in new york city but but yeah, yeah, hope that answers your question, Sigma. Sigma. Thanks for submitting. Shout out, Siggy. Siggy's the best. William yeah. from the Table Pit, who is also the best. Well, everybody's yeah. the best in the buds. I they are, say. absolutely. Will you come back to the East Coast when Worlds is inevitably announced to be here? It's not yet, but I bet it will be. What do you What do you think on that? Do you think Worlds will, will see East Coast eventually? Because we've had West Coast USA. We've had Europe. 
do you think do you think we'll have a world's east coast i think we probably will eventually yeah i I think it's got to be either coast right or or i I imagine florida i think would be you know perhaps especially in november holiday destination destination sort of thing yeah yeah it's warm they have a orlando has a huge convention center a lot Mm -hmm. of infrastructure i think either like atlanta or, or orlando would make a lot of sense um, yeah. Uh, just just the nature of the time of year worlds is. I don't think it'll yeah. be like northeast again, like Jersey or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, well, I mean, hey, if it's if it's in Florida, you're trying to go to Disney. Yeah, or something? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, why not? And it's just one of those things as well. Like when I tra- when I travel to worlds, I try and get my girlfriend to go with me mm-hmm. um, because that, that's the hardest thing. Because there needs to be other things that they can do while they're there rather than just. You know, hang around the venue and all this. Barcelona was was one of the ones where we could have done something, but she just didn't have the holiday left. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm trying to get her to reserve holiday to then do something. But we'll see where it is. There's 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 rumblings that it could be Asia, mm-hmm. um, but because um, then the whole world would be pretty much represented: US, uh, Europe, and then Asia. Um, poor Australia, um, but uh, <laughs> but. But yeah, uh, so there's rumblings of that. But yeah, I definitely, definitely try and get to try and get back to the US when I can. So always enjoy it there. Always enjoy the people there. Um, so yeah, definitely. yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure we'll have. I don't know about this year, but I'm sure we'll have it. Um, you know, in the future at some point, William. Thank you for the question. Please check out the Table Pit. Great content over there. Yeah, Kale from the Dead Summer Art Channel mm-hmm. and our dear our lore expert here at Fresh and Buds. If you had to ensemble a or assemble a metal band for Wraith, which heroes would play which instruments slash vocals? Okay, so Chain would probably be the vocalist because he has that sort of black metal, screamo sort of vibe going on. The drummer would probably be maybe like a brute. You can just see a massive brute, like built like a brick. You know, gotta be Leviah. She could she could use her tentacles Tentacle. to hit the you know symbols. Yeah. Oh yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that's right. I think there's a what is it Finding Nemo when there's an octopus drummer. Like, <laughs> I think it is, isn't it? Uh, there is definitely a Disney film which has like an octopus drummer. Um, and then I would say Azalea wouldn't have to be in the lineup because it needs to be. Uh, I reckon she's like a guitar player or bass player, but also does backing up vocals as well. Um, and uh, who else? What would you pick? What would you? Who else would you throw in the mix as like a as like an instrument player, guitar, bass? What uh, do you think? Well, it'd be fun to have Ko as the tambourine player, only one arm. Um, That's right. Yeah. <laughs> although you know, I think it was a Def Lever had a one arm drummer. Um, yeah. And gosh, I mean, I, I think Riptide would be a great bass player. You know, just kind of he's got that bass player vibe. You know, now yeah. he's not everybody's favorite. Like, he's not everybody's favorite band member, but the people that like the bass player really like the bass player. Really like him. That's right. <laughs> exactly. And, and then Kale also asks, also is, if Azalea is your waifu, does that mean that Olympia is now your husbando? Husband? Absolutely. That's a sandwich I'd love to be involved in. Um, um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, Olympia is definitely, uh, definitely aesthetically pleasing to me because he's just like the absolute manly man that I always grew up watching on movies. Um, you know, they're always ripped in like Zack Schneider's 300, you know, Brad Pitt in Troy, you know, maybe not so much Russell Crowe, but he looked great back then in Gladiator. Um, but yeah, all those sorts of manly men 
um, you know, I definitely appreciate the male form. So, uh, I, yeah, if he was Husbondo, he's definitely Husbondo material for sure, Kale. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Thanks Thank for you question. for the questions, Kale. And finally, from Capolo, yeah. asks, what is the difference between the callings in Europe and U.S.? Um, so this one, this Star City Games one, was actually really, really well run. There wasn't much delays or anything that I experienced, whereas the ones in Europe have tended to be not well run. So from the, from the big events that I have attended in Europe, uh, I can say that the US one, or at least Star, Star City uh, in Hartford, was really, really well run. Um, you know, there was no, you didn't have to go and get your tickets based on your wins at the desk. They all came round and said, right, here's your tickets, here's your promo, and this is the tickets for the winner. They don't do that in Europe. You have to go to the desk and they have to look up your gem profile to see what you won and what you lost. So I think that that whole process is a lot quicker and easier. Um, so I would say, yeah, just there's not much difference with regards to the things that are actually happening, like side events and actual events going on. That's all pretty much the same. But I think the organization was better from what I've experienced uh, from Star City. But that could just be a Star City thing. I don't know if they've ran anything else in the past, but they were pretty good, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, Star City's been in the game or been in the trading card game for as long as I've played them. And yeah, they've run yeah. a lot of events. So um, the Flesh and Blood stuff definitely felt like really, really great this past weekend. And um, looking forward to some more SCG cons coming up. Uh, I believe Philly's. There was a nice. lot of Flesh and Blood players there as well, right? The, 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 our, our side of the room, which was Flesh and Blood, was humming all the time, yeah. basically. It was packed. Um, it was packed. It was, it was brilliant to see. So. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's a, a huge credit to the location because the Northeast is a pretty underserviced area for a lot of events, like especially New England. Uh, yeah. I think that's a credit to heavy hitters, people excited about that set. I think it's mm -hmm. a credit to the Ravenous Ravel promo as well. So there's like three big things. Kind of look at that LSS and say, Hey, maybe we could, uh, you know, kind of try to keep that ball rolling. Although it sounds like things are going quite well. Um, oh, gotcha. That's all the listener questions. Then again, uh, mm. or yet again, please check out the Buzz Discord. It's a great place to hang out, support the show, yada yada yada. As you're the best, I loved hanging out with you this past weekend. I wish, I wish, I mean, to be honest, I wish we got some more time together. But you know, a lot of games to be played, and and and. It's always the case. You never, you never have. Unfortunately, you never have enough time to do things in those events. You're always, you know, either playing, running around, doing things, experience things, you know. And it's only like the the little bits in between and after that you get to see the people that you're there for, really. Um, which is which is why I I played some games, yes, but then I did drop as much as I could just to just to hang around with people. Even if on mainly Saturday I was basically a mute because I was so <laughs> drunk from the night before. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's just what happens, I guess. But yeah, it's just a good time all round and definitely would, uh, would do it all over again. Absolutely. Another time. Absolutely. And, and, you know, you're, you're somebody I met very early on in this content creation game and, yeah. uh, it, it did mean a lot to be able to finally meet you in person. And, and I'm happy that, Same. that, you know, we're still buds and hopefully continue to be so and, and, and <laughs> maybe, Absolutely. maybe find a metal bar together. I'm not a metal fan. But I will go to a metal. But the energy is good in there. You can appreciate the energies oh, pretty absolutely. live in there. Of course, so, of uh, course. Uh, maybe, maybe one day we'll do a metal bar, and then maybe one day we'll shoot over to Kentucky, find a bluegrass bar, and, and yeah. I'll show you show you how that goes. Um, well, in the same trip, in the same trip, 
<laughs> oh, that'd be a lot of fun now. Pure polar opposites, absolutely. Yeah. Can you please, my friend, plug everything that you got going on, which is a ton at all times because you are nonstop. I'm nonstop, yeah. So uh, all of my raw thoughts go on Twitter. Um, so that's Go Again Gaming AZ. Uh, that's probably the where I post a lot of the stuff these days. Whether it's taking L's and you know at thirty thousand feet. Um, <laughs> not sure whether you saw that, but <laughs> yeah, it did. My ticket said forty three L, and I was like, <laughs> oh, of course I'm going to have L's in the air. Um, but um, yeah, but Twitter's a Twitter's a good one to really get to know me to a certain degree um because all the raw thoughts go there and i have, don't really have much much filter it all just comes out right um so uh, so there's that there's youtube which is going in gaming uh, on youtube and then we've got uh discord which is uh on if you go to goagaingaming.com all the links to all of that stuff and ways you can support the channel and all this will be on goagaingaming.com uh so that's all on there um but yeah that's pretty much it i appreciate you getting on um with me today and just chatting about all the stuff that we experienced um it's been it's been great and uh we'll definitely do it all over again when the time comes oh yeah oh yeah i can't wait i can't wait my friend please check out everything that as has got going on um which is all great stuff and i think most of you know that anyway but please check it out if you don't know now you can continue to find me on twitter at fresh buds pod you can check out the buds discord please check out the youtube like comment subscribe trying to make it make a little push to a thousand hopefully uh the yeah. leviah cosplay is still coming uh unfortunately life has oh, been uh been a little <laughs> crazy i wanted to try to get it done for hartford but it's just it's just very hard right now but yeah. when, you know, when i get when i when i get life sorted out we're gonna get that sorted out um and then the patreon is back up and running uh nice. just one tier a cup of coffee or sugar-free energy drink a, a month uh, to just kind of support what we have going on here. If you like what uh, Fresh and Buds does, please check it out. And uh, finally, as I know that you traveled to the States, I always like talking about food. Yeah. You went to Katz's, Katz's Deli in New York. What? That was that was the answer. Which was sandwich the answer. did you get? Did you get pastrami or corned beef? Pastrami on rye. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, was, it was absolutely massive as well. It was like, like this. Oh, it was it was crazy. It all, when you when you when you went to bite into it, all the meat fell out, and it was just everywhere. And that was exactly what I needed after walking around New York City for since eight a.m. I got to Cats at like two three o'clock, so I just really needed to just sit there and munch out. And that's yeah, it was one of the things that you Google on the internet. What do you do? What do you do in New York? What's the best food there? That's that comes up as one of the most historical places as well, at least. Um, and rightly so, because it was absolutely humming in there. People were just ordering left, right, and centre, pure busy. Uh, and it's exactly what I thought it was going to be. So that's definitely my food choice this week. <laughs> oh, yeah. Cass's Deli. Sounds good. And yeah. unfortunately, what doesn't sound good is that we don't have time for Charmer this week. And maybe we'll get to him next week. Yeah. Thank you, everybody. Please stay fresh.